April 17th. We turn our attention now to the New Testament. Today we'll be reading in Luke chapter 18, verses 18 through 43. Here's what's going on there. We're hearing about ignorant prayer. I've prayed a few of those in my time. How about you? Although the young man had many good qualities, one of them was not spiritual understanding. He did not really see himself, Jesus, or the peril he was in because of his riches. The publican went away justified, while the young man went away sorrowful. What happens at the close of your prayers? Well, then we'll learn about persistent prayer. The blind man was not to be stopped. He had this great opportunity which was passing by him, and he would not let it pass. He heard his voice, and our Lord stopped. He looked and he listened, and then he healed. Jesus is not too busy to hear you. He is not too busy to stop for you. Just be sure that you are in earnest when you pray, and know what you want when he asks you, what do you want me to do for you? It was Oswald Chambers who said the revelation of our spiritual standing is what we ask in prayer. Sometimes what we ask is an insult, actually, to God. We ask with our eyes on the possibilities or on ourselves, not on Jesus Christ. Our prize is the Lord Jesus Himself. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. April 17th, Luke chapter 18, verses 18 through 43. Once a religious leader asked Jesus this question, Good teacher, what should I do to get eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. Only God is truly good. But as for your question, you know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. The man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was a child. There is still one thing you lack, Jesus said. Sell all you have and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the man heard this, he became sad because he was very rich. Jesus watched him go and then said to his disciples, How hard it is for rich people to get into the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this said, Then who in the world can be saved? He replied, What is impossible from a human perspective is possible with God. Peter said, We have left our homes and followed you. Yes, Jesus replied, And I assure you, everyone who has given up house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will be repaid many times over in this life as well as receiving eternal life in the world to come. Gathering the twelve disciples around him, Jesus told them, As you know, we are going to Jerusalem, and when we get there, all the predictions of the ancient prophets concerning the Son of Man will come true. He will be handed over to the Romans to be mocked, treated shamefully, and spit upon. They will whip him and kill him. But on the third day he will rise again. But they didn't understand a thing he said. Its significance was hidden from them, and they failed to grasp what he was talking about. As they approached Jericho, 
a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus of Nazareth was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. The crowds ahead of Jesus tried to hush the man, but he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. Then Jesus asked the man, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, he pleaded, I want to see. And Jesus said, All right, you can see. Your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus praising God, and all who saw it praised God too. Today we're reading Psalm 86. David is asking a few things of God. Basically it comes down to this, preserve my life, unite my heart, strengthen my hand. David was in trouble again. As he always did, he turned to the Lord for help. And he presented some reasons why God should answer him. God was his God. It was very personal. And he was God's servant. God was merciful. He knew that. And David needed mercy, just like you and me. He wanted God alone to be glorified in the victory. God is good and great and ready to help, and David knew that. And then he prayed to have his heart united. You see, a divided heart leads only to instability because you cannot serve two masters. With a single heart, fear the Lord, learn from the Lord, obey the Lord, and praise His name. And then we'll hear that David prays for God to strengthen his hand. David's strength and experience were inadequate to face the foe. He needed the strength of the Lord. I mean, David knew his theology well, and that helped him in his praying. See, the better you know God the better you can approach Him with your needs, the better you can come confidently and boldly into the throne room. Hey guys, what's up? It's Trent Westcamp, CIT Phase 1 here in Lancaster, Ohio. Just wanted to uh, give a shout out to all my dudes up there, my brothers in Christ in Columbus, third, fourth phase, you know who you are, absolutely every one of you. Um, I miss you guys dearly. I wanted to talk a little bit about gratitude today. So we have so many things to be grateful for. We have so, so much. Okay, for one, we're not waking up dope sick anymore. We have a bed to lay our head in. We have a roof over our heads. We have food in our stomach. What an incredible blessing that God's given us, a second chance at life. He reached down, picked us up out of our slimy pit of addiction, out of alcoholism, out of addiction to pornography, whatever it may be, whatever you may struggle with. He can lift us up. He can lift us up higher than that stuff because it's by the blood of Jesus that we are saved. It's by the blood of Jesus that we are a new creation in him. Thank God for that. I love you guys. Remember the cross. When you're going through your trials today, remember the cross. When you're struggling to get through, I know you guys at Thompson's, you have a rough day, remember the cross. Okay. When you want to leave and do things on your own and you think you got this, remember the cross. Remember that your way is not the way. Christ is the way. I love you guys. Have a blessed day. God says you have the helper inside of you in your innermost being. To see the helper grow you, 
develop you way down there, he must have control. You must come under the influence. The Holy Spirit functions in that which is spirit because that's who he is. And Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. In other words, the Holy Spirit fills up the environment that is filled with worship. Worship is the filling station that fills up the Holy Spirit's presence operating in you to engage the new nature to become what it was meant to be. The problem is most of us worship as an event and not as a lifestyle. One of the ways you know you're a Christian is the battle that rages. He says, you have two things and they are not getting along. The flesh and the spirit. The spirit wants to please God and the flesh wants to please you. And they are battling. If you're going through a battle, while you may not like the feeling of the conflict, you can praise God because it is the battle of somebody who's on the battlefield. Walk in the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. Now, don't misread that. He does not say walk in the spirit and you won't have the desires of the flesh. You're in the flesh. And guess what the flesh does? Desire the flesh. Walk in the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. Not that you won't have them, it's just the flesh won't have the last say. Psalm 86, verses 1 through 17, a prayer of David. Bend down, O Lord, and hear my prayer. Answer me, for I need your help. Protect me, for I am devoted to you. Save me, for I serve you and trust you. You are my God. Be merciful, O Lord, for I am calling on you constantly. Give me happiness, O Lord, for my life depends on you. O Lord, you are so good, so ready to forgive, so full of unfailing love for all who ask your aid. Listen closely to my prayer, O Lord. Hear my urgent cry. I will call to you whenever trouble strikes, and you will answer me. Nowhere among the pagan gods is there a god like you, O Lord. There are no other miracles like yours. All the nations, and you made each one will come and bow before you, Lord. They will praise your great and holy name. 
for you are great and perform great miracles. You alone are God. Teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may live according to your truth. Grant me purity of heart, that I may honor you. With all my heart I will praise you, O Lord my God. I will give glory to your name forever, for your love for me is very great. You have rescued me from the depths of death. O God, insolent people rise up against me. Violent people are trying to kill me, and you mean nothing to them. But you, O Lord, are a merciful and gracious God, slow to get angry, full of unfailing love and truth. Look down and have mercy on me. Give strength to your servant. Yes, save me, for I am your servant. Send me a sign of your favor. Then those who hate me will be put to shame. For you, O Lord, help and comfort me. Proverbs 13, verses 9 and 10. The life of the godly is full of light and joy, but the sinner's light is snuffed out. Pride leads to arguments. Those who take advice are wise.